0: Hi, this is Marian Samuel from the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse in Antigua. Every Wednesday at 12.30 p.m., we interview a guest about real-life issues from the Caribbean. Welcome to Lighthouse Conversations, a time to explore the issues surrounding your everyday existence your family, your community, your environment, your health and safety habits, your lifestyle, both physically and spiritually, will all be discussed here on Lighthouse Conversations. Let's get started and see just what we can learn. To better your life, welcome to another episode of Lighthouse Conversation with me, Mary Ann Samuel. It is always great to have you tune in and listen. With me on the phone line is Mrs. Mitzi Francis from the National Office of Disaster Services here in Antigua. Welcome, Mrs. Francis. Thank you, Mary Ann. Mrs. Francis, uh, first off, what are your responsibilities at the National Office of Disaster Services, known to us as NUDS?
1: Okay, as Public Relations Officer, my responsibilities entail engaging with the public on awareness in terms of bringing knowledge to members of the public about the various disasters to which Antigua and Barbuda is vulnerable, and this will involve making presentations, um, utilizing our social media platforms, which would include Facebook, Instagram, and our website to really bring the information to the public so that individuals could be really educated as to what they should be doing before a disaster, during a disaster, after a disaster, and really to bring the plans and programs of the National Office of Disaster Services to the public.
0: Okay, thank you so much. Now today we will be talking hurricane preparedness. It is never stale to talk preparation. We should always be prepared for this season. Mm -hmm. And I know at times we tend to put things in place last minute. And uh, which sometimes causes anxiety and stress. And it yes. is no fun going into a hurricane with these components affecting right. our bodies. Yeah. Right. And uh, too, sometimes we have a tendency to forget. So a reminder of things to do before, during, and after a hurricane is the burden of this season. And I can tell you that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So the first thing, what is the function of the National Office of Disaster Services to society and or its people, first of
1: all? Well, the National Office of Disaster Services is a government agency that has been mandated to manage disasters in Antigua and Barbuda. We also have a responsibility to the CARICOM Islands um, members that are part of the Caribbean Disaster Emergency Management Agency, CEDEMA. So as part of the agreement that established CARICOM, Antigua and Barbuda has a role to play in terms of providing support to CEDEMA in whatever way possible. So let's say, for instance, uh, like, presently, there are a number of islands were affected by Tropical Storm Elsa. Right. So if it's a situation where Sedima would need someone to assist with search and rescue, damage assessment, that sort of thing, they can ask Antigua and Barbie to Antique and Barbie to assist, which has happened in the past. So we have a responsibility to our neighboring islands also. As a national agency responsible for disaster management, we are part of Sedima and also as part of that we have been named as a sub-regional focal point so when we're going to be assisting these islands it's a situation where we have um, supplies that are in stock at our national warehouse we can also provide assistance to these islands
0: who contributes to NODS, and how can someone contribute to the organization and one of the reasons for asking it is that after a hurricane a lot of fundraisers and uh, um, the like begins and Mm -hmm. a lack of trust Hamper progression. Uh And not so much on Nod's part, but shouldn't Nod's be the sole organizer of these things with organizations coming on board giving Mm -hmm. assistance? It was just a concern I always have, if you get where I'm coming from. Okay. I understand. Uh, understand. All right, then. Okay, so could you give us some um, information where that is concerned? Who contributes to Nod's and how can someone contribute to the organization?
1: Okay. as the lead agency for disaster management, um, NODS should be the, the main contact for anyone who wish to contribute towards um, relief, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyone can contribute and we encourage persons to come through the National Office of Disaster Services. Uh, we have in the past and it will continue had support from regional agencies. Also, international agencies like uh, a number of United Nations organizations. You would have like UNICEF, um, UNDP, the United Nations Development Program. That organization is actually assisting now. They had following the passage of Hurricane Irma in Barbuda, Mm -hmm. and they continue to work along in Antigua and Barbuda to facilitate or to coordinate the construction of houses on Barbuda for persons who were affected by Hurricane Irma. Um, We also have had quite a bit of support from national agencies. You have, like, the Red Cross, the Salvation Army. The Adventists also have a disaster relief agency, which is Mm -hmm. called ADRA, Adventist Disaster Relief Agency. And then you would have a number of churches, organizations, who would want to support and give assistance So it's through nods that they would have to give that support so that we can provide assistance to residents.
0: Okay. All right. Um, One of the things I always wanted to ask, what is considered to be a hurricane evacuation zone?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, in Antigua, we don't necessarily have a hurricane evacuation zone. Okay. There are areas throughout the island which would be considered... Uh, Mm low-lying and those are areas that are known to be flooded during the hurricane or heavy rain right and then we would have shelters and these are where the individuals who are living in low-lying areas or might be uh, you might not think that your house is strong enough Mm -hmm. or you might have been affected um, by a hurricane that would have been passing and you would have to leave your home and go to a shelter so we have the shelters throughout all the 17 districts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We have disaster districts. Those are the same as the constituencies that we have. So each district will have at least a shelter mm-hmm. so that residents can go to. We do have tsunami evacuation um, so, zones, mm-hmm. tsunami evacuation areas. Um, yes. There are throughout the years, I know there are areas that have been Affected by hurricanes, mm-hmm. and uh, I would believe that these areas are usually flood prone.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um, you would have areas like Boland, mm-hmm. where you have the what is what is called the what's it West Palm Beach area, right? Uh-huh, yes. uh-huh. That is a well-known flood prone area. Oh. Okay. And then right, and then you have Pickets. Okay. Oh yeah. During Hurricane Lenny in 1999 those areas were greatly affected. And then you have areas like um, Point Villa, um, Dickinson Bay Street, Dickinson Bay Street. That's the street where Princess Margaret School is on. Um, there's a big gutter on that street. That has been affected by uh, littering, people dumping things in the gutter and so forth. So that, as a result of that, you, when you have heavy rains, usually that area floods a lot. So you have the Point area, um, there are parts of Upper Fort Road also that floods, And then you have around Woods area. Yeah, so there are a number of areas in Antigua that are known to be flood prone and they are usually affected or they usually see the effects of hurricanes that have a lot of rain.
0: Okay, so if you live in those flood prone areas, mm, yeah. how do you prepare for a hurricane? What should they
1: keep in mind? Okay, so it's important to keep in mind that these areas are known to be flooded. So if it's a situation where the over the media you hear that the, there's a storm or so that will be coming and there's a lot of rain that's associated with that, make sure you know where your closest shelter is. And then you'll be making preparations in case you have to leave. So you would have your hurricane supplies. Make sure you have your food. For food, we speak about tin stuff, um, things like crackers, um, corn flakes that you can easily open and eat. You don't have to store them in a refrigerator, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. You walk with a change of clothing, and the food should last for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. You walk with medication. If you're on medication, if you have children, make sure you have supplies for them, change of clothing, children's or baby supplies like pampers, baby food, that sort of thing. Um, and things like reading books, coloring books, games, so that you can keep them occupied while they're in the shelters. Um, You walk with a radio, battery-operated radio, walk with your extra batteries, your searchlights. If you have money, walk with some extra cash, and the important documents. You can't forget those, so you're going to put those in waterproof containers, and you walk with those um, and these are things that you should have passed beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning of the hurricane season, we encourage persons to do that, to have those things passed so that in the event you have to leave quickly, you just pick up your bag and you go. But you're going to have to make sure that you turn off the main switch and all that, the house is, is really secured. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are things that you should bear in mind if you're living in flood floodplain areas. Um, we, we also encourage, it's not only for hurricanes that we encourage you have this disaster kit. Um, it's advised that you always have one because hurricanes, yes, they do come generally between June and November. However, you have things like earthquake that happens anytime. So we encourage individuals to always have something packed, a bag packed. So that they can if they have to evacuate already in place and there are ways also that you can mitigate against the the floods even before before the hurricane season I know that the National Solid Waste Management Authority Public Works and so forth they should have a schedule where they clean the drains and they make sure that um, water can pass freely through these so that residents are not greatly affected by flood waters
0: Let's so a for instance um well a hurricane is quickly approaching maybe a couple of days off but you notice mm-hmm. your drains have not been cleaned Clean, yeah. um what should a resident do what what should they do in in something like cuz they know this mm-hmm. usually um fills maybe in a couple hours after um a lot of rain but mm-hmm. they need that assistance should they just call who should they call the solid waste management or nods to ask for assistance in cleaning that?
1: You can call us. That's not a problem. Um, okay. Our number is 462-4206. And I believe it's a collaborative effort between Solid Waste and Public Works. Okay. Um, yes. And if it's a situation where you can call them, you make that call because sometimes they, they can assist even at that last moment.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. I know Hurricane brings with it, many hazards now what are some risk that comes with a hurricane and how to handle some of these risks
1: okay so you will have as we were speaking about you have right. the flood uh-huh. um and then you have storm surge uh-huh. storm surge is what usually happens during the the storm where the sea is really boisterous and you have the the big waves and so forth uh-huh. um That has caused damage to a number of facilities I know that are along the coastline. Mm -hmm. So you have that. You have landslides. There are a few areas that I know that have been affected by landslides in the past. You have areas in John Hughes, the Folly Hill area. You would have... So you have the flood. You have landslides. You have um, storm surge. Soil erosion. You'd have the soil erosion. And... um, we really encourage persons that they take the necessary steps that, that are needed so that you can reduce the risk associated with these hazards and hurricanes. So there are, if, if you're not too sure as to what you should be doing, mm-hmm. you can get in touch with us at the number that I mentioned earlier. Right. And then there's also the Development Control Authority. And then you have the Environment Division or the Department of Environment that can really give advice as to what are some of the things that you should be doing. Um, Sometimes you find that there are people who would build close to the coastline and when something happens, it's a situation where they're now calling for assistance as to how they can move on from there or get back on track. Another thing we have, which we want to promote, is the assistance of the district disaster coordinators. Mm. They are volunteers, and they act on behalf of NUDS and each district in Antigua and Barbuda has a district disaster coordinator with a team, and they're trained in basic disaster management, basic search and rescue. And they would also have persons who are aware of historical background of certain districts so that they can give advices to when developments are taking place. So we encourage persons to know who their district disaster coordinators are. I know a lot of effort is placed on where the shelters are, what shelters there are. And also when we send out the list of the shelters, we also send the list of the district disaster coordinators and their contact information.
0: What are some details, I know you had mentioned it earlier, but what are some details and what should be involved in an evacuation plan?
1: As part of your evacuation plan, first before we speak about the evacuation plan, Mm -hmm. we encourage persons to have their disaster management plan. Okay. Now this is going to focus not only on hurricanes, Mm -hmm. but all the hazards that Antigua and Barbuda is vulnerable to. So you have the flood, earthquake, hurricanes, landslides, fire, tsunami, storm surge, volcanic ash. So we encourage homes, businesses, schools to have the disaster management plan. Okay. And as part of that plan, you will have the evacuation plan. So you're going you're gonna to know what, for instance, Caribbean New Lighthouse, okay. you're located in that area, Valley Church area. So you're going to know what hazards that facility is vulnerable to and then you're going to look at the areas to which you can evacuate so that you can be safe. Um, so all that is going to be part of the disaster management plan. And we do assist persons with the development of the plan and also give advice and guidance as to where they should evacuate in the event that anything happens. So it's a situation where Nods or a team from Public Works can do an assessment and then when it, we advise us to where the evacuation area should be.
0: Hmm. That sounds interesting because sometimes one thing a lot of people is, I don't want to use, the, they're just concerned about, is when it comes to tsunamis mm-hmm. and earthquakes. Yes, <laughs> it's just yes. like, okay, um, and for instance, I'll use us as an example right here um, at the Caribbean Major Lighthouse
1: mm-hmm. where we
0: are so close to the ocean.
1: I'm not the expert on tsunami, right, but uh-huh. I believe it depends on where... The the trigger happens. Now, tsunamis can be triggered by earthquakes, mm-hmm. and you have volcanic eruption, and you have like meteorites and meteorites and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I believe it would depend on where the earthquake happens, mm-hmm. and then um, what effects would be. Uh, however, the in terms of tsunami, the water does not. A lot of people are concerned that or I guess based on movies and stuff yes. like that that you see the water just rushing and yeah. it will probably start to rise and all that.
2: Uh-huh. But
1: however the water is gonna cover the whole island first. Mm just that's the situation. And then it rises. Uh-huh. Okay? That it depends on where the, the, the trigger
2: uh-huh. occurred. Oh, okay.
1: For persons who are living on or close to the coast, they have to be particularly concerned. And uh-huh. you find out where your highest um point is or where your high areas are so that you can have access to those areas. And um, we've had a few exercises
2: All right, nice.
1: throughout the island. Mm-hmm. The first one that we had was in Bethel's so Christian Hill area, mm-hmm. and um, that was very much supported. And then we went to the Great Green area where we did not get the support we were looking for, and then we had turned to Point Villa. That was a little better than Great Screen, but still... Um, we have a lot of work to do, and the plan for us is to really go throughout the 17 districts so that we can really educate residents about the dangers of tsunamis and the safe areas in their various communities. Also, we want to go to Barbuda. The plan was to have an exercise in Barbuda this year. Mm-hmm. However, because of COVID, we had to postpone that.
0: Okay. If someone planned to ride out a storm or hurricane at home, What are some things they should consider and put in place to keep safe and comfortable?
1: Okay, um, that will include your, still have your kit, and then you have to make sure that you have food available to cover your family, food and water and all that. And even before that, where you're going to have the kit together, you're going to want to ensure that your house Mm -hmm. is safe. Um, Mm -hmm. So before there's any imminent threat, you make sure that your roof is intact, mm-hmm. your windows and doors and so forth are intact. If you have to do some last um, adjustments, you make sure you do that. You get the, if your house does not have any hurricane shutters, you have the material available that you can put up, you can board up when necessary. So we don't want to, I know it might, it might be a tight situation now where finances are concerned, but. Usually sometimes you wonder where people get the money from at the last minute to go shopping, right? So if you can find the money at that time, try and find the money beforehand so you can get the plywood and nails and all that beforehand so that you don't have to have this last minute rush. And then um, also, if you're, in case you have to leave the house, make sure you have the, you know, where which shelter you're going to go to and how you're going to get there and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, So these are things that we really encourage persons to do. You're going to have whatever supplies you need to make sure that you're comfortable. You may have children. You make sure that you have the additional food and books and all that that I mentioned earlier, games, so that children can be comfortable and take their minds off of what might be happening. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, one of my concerns sometimes is, okay, you plan to ride out the storm at home, but then... Um, Things happen, you know, sometimes, especially when it comes to the wind and you think your house, your house is really safe and then it's destroyed and and you are stuck there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, how do you get out of that situation? And especially if you have a family with children, you know, you have Mm -hmm. children, Mm -hmm. it's just things happen. What, what should the parents do or the family do in a situation like this? Your roof is off, water mm-hmm. is coming in, the wind is blowing, things are flying in, your children mm-hmm. are there, it's just chaos. Mm-hmm. How do you protect yourself at that time?
1: Well, I've heard of stories during Irma where mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that was a situation. Um, things were happening to the house and. Uh, It's not safe to go outside at that time. Uh So it's a situation where they had to find a cabinet or something and the family would be there. Or if you have, usually sometimes you have the bathroom area that is made of concrete. You can hunker down in there, um, find somewhere that you can go. Sometimes usually it's the cabinet and that kind. Uh That sort of thing. And when it becomes safe now, which might be during the passage of the, uh, the, the okay. eye, the calm, mm-hmm. the calm stage of the hurricane, and then you'd have to probably make your way to the neighbor's house. I think that would be the best thing, because that's the closest to you, um, so that you don't spend a lot of time outside getting to somewhere safe, get to the neighbor's house. Even if you and the, the neighbor don't speak, I believe at that time, mm-hmm. they're going to let you in. No, yeah, they <laughs> they're going to they have a heart and they're going to let you in. Yeah, they are going to. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is why we encourage. Find some space in the house. The cabinet might mm-hmm. still be intact. You get there. You get in there and get to safety. Some people have called. Mm-hmm. At that time, we would have what is called the National Emergency Operations Center, which mm-hmm. NADS is converted into. So you'd have representatives from police, fire, and so forth, who are stationed here. Mm-hmm. And I remember working during Irma, mm-hmm. and um, there's a gentleman who actually called, and not Irma, I think it was Maria, some one of them, I do, don't quite remember. Okay. And he called here, seeking assistance. So sometimes we can render the assistance when it's safe to do so, because right. we would have officers here mm-hmm. who would call out um, the colleagues to go and assist someone. So that also can, can be done, but we advise that you try and get to the closest neighbor. Right. Yes, seek those avenues to get to safety.
0: Okay, and, as, and uh, since we're talking about neighbors' hurricane preparedness, how can one be a good citizen to their neighbor, especially the
1: elderly? Hmm. Now, one of the things that we have to pay attention to is... Um, things that might be around our property that might be missiles. Mm -hmm. So we encourage persons to put away, try and clear the yard of things that might blow because sometimes you have things that might end up in the neighbor's Mm -hmm. property or even cause damage to their property. So we encourage you to get rid of those things. Um, You might have overhanging trees that might fall on the neighbor's property. We encourage you to trim those in terms of persons who might be disabled mm-hmm. and the elderly we encourage persons to go and assist right. where they can be able to cut the trim the trees and um, help to board up so it's a situation where we ask people to really assist wherever they can mm-hmm. and if they need further assistance they can also contact the district disaster coordinator they would have persons who they can send to assist, especially people who are living alone, elderly people who are living alone, Mm -hmm. Um, they might be disabled, people who are living alone, and they can also assist with um, providing transportation if they need to get to the shelters, if there's nobody else to assist them, we ask you that you call these persons so that they can really give the assistance that is needed. Mm -hmm. And even during the storm, look out for your neighbor, be ready to give assistance if the neighbor's house is being affected, be ready to give um, lodging. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: huh. What are the procedures Nods would take in distributing goods and services after a
1: disaster? Well, for one, you would have to report whatever the damage is or whatever your situation is to the district disaster coordinator. Do so you see how important that is? That you know who yep. the coordinator is
0: mm-hmm.
1: and. Um, we have to do an assessment. It could be a quick assessment in terms of if you are affected and your house has been damaged, we would be going around to the communities and we would take the records of those persons who have been affected and would have your names. Um, in terms of relief items, right. that also is, a, is advised uh-huh. um, because sometimes, too, you have organizations, international organizations who provide funds And then that would be distributed. It could be through vouchers, food vouchers, cash vouchers, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's important we have your record. And these organizations also, they they pay attention to um, transparency. Mm -hmm. So they too have to make sure that they have the records available so that they can um, be transparent to the upper heads and so forth. So know who your district disaster coordinator is, or the DDC, that's what we call them. Mm-hmm. And um, funds or supplies are provided through mm-hmm. nods, and the distribution is usually done at nods. Sometimes I know it's done at nods. It might be done at some other organization, even through Red Cross. I know Red Cross has done distribution of vouchers and all that. So it's really important that the records are kept.
0: Okay, so the hurricane season... Is Here, mm-hmm. there are some people who might not know uh, where the nearest hurricane shelter is to them. Mm-hmm. How can they go about finding out this sort of information?
1: Okay, we have our website as nods.gov.ag. The list of shelters is on the Facebook page oh. and our Instagram page also. Um, It's a list of 42 structures, and we are hoping to add some more to the list, knowing what has been happening in terms of COVID and all that, we want to have additional facilities in place. But we will ensure that the list is on our website, but it is presently now on our Facebook page. We have also distributed it to the police headquarters and the Ministry of Health in the hope that these would be able to be... um, publicized or published at these facilities, the police stations and the clinics, so that persons can really be aware. And we've also sent it to the various media houses. So the various media houses also would be publishing the information. We really want to encourage residents to always be prepared. Um, If you haven't made your plans as yet, make sure you do that now. Um, Make the necessary preparations so that you have your supplies in place. One of the things mm-hmm. we also want to promote is for residents to download our CAP app. CAP, C-A-P, it stands for Common Alerting Protocol, and that is used to alert residents about any hazard okay. or any disaster that might happen in Antigua and Barbuda. Mm-hmm. The Met Office has been using it quite a bit to alert residents about imminent threats of storms and um, high surf winds and that sort of thing and hurricanes. Mm-hmm. So we encourage persons to download it on your phones, go to the Apple Store or the Play Store and you download CAP. It's, uh, when you download it, it's going to be set to Anguilla because mm-hmm. Anguilla was the first country I think that, that uh, introduced CAP throughout the Caribbean. This is going to be one of our main official sources of information during any disaster. For now, it's available. You can get the information via your phone. You can also get it via email. We're working to have a number of other mediums through which we can have this alert sent. So we, we started work with the National Broadcasting Station, ABS, so we can have media interrupts. So let's say, for instance, you're watching a particular program on ABS and something, a storm may be coming. The station is interrupted and you get the alert. On the station radio and tv mm-hmm. um, everything is not set yet but we're working towards having that in place mm-hmm. and we also want to encourage other media houses to get on board mm-hmm. so that they can be part of this um, the plan also is to have sirens throughout the vulnerable communities anguilla as i mentioned they have the sirens in place so they have been testing and all that so we're hoping to learn from them so that when we decide to go that route, we have the necessary information that we need. Um, with the app, we also do testing every month. Mm-hmm. So it's not a situation where you have the app and you're not seeing anything, but we will send a test alert every month. And then we really want to commend the Met Office, which has been using it quite a bit. Um, there are other agencies that have access to use it. We have the Police, Defense Force, and the Ministry of Health. So it's a collaborative effort so that we can really let this be the national alert mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. And so I've, download the CAP app.
0: Yes, and I did. And yes, you are correct. We've received information um, mm-hmm. when it comes to the Sahara dust, the weather, mm-hmm. the wind, everything. So I can attest to the fact that <laughs> the CAP CAP app does work. Mm. <laughs> it does. It's yes. a great app, yes.
1: One thing that I would really want to point out, or you have to point out, your phone, the notification volume should be up Mm -hmm. um, because there are different stages of alert. There's a mild sound, there's a medium sound that is made, and then there's a a higher, Mm -hmm. it it makes a louder sound. Mm -hmm. If it's something that is um, critical, like for instance, a hurricane, Mm -hmm. the the, the phone would make a louder sound Mm -hmm. um, compared to something that is minimal. Um, So make sure your notification is set, the volume is up, and if it's a situation where you have not been getting the sounds with the various alerts, you contact us and let us know what the the feedback is.
0: Okay, Mrs. Francis, it was encouraging. Speaking to you today, you have a You have busy months ahead. I was about to say a busy month, but uh, (laughs) until November. (laughs) Um, So you have busy months ahead. I wish you and your team every success. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. No problem. You take care. Have a great day. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening in on our conversation. We trust that it was beneficial to you as you continue to develop a more meaningful life. Do you have a topic or a guest you would like us to have a conversation with for a future episode on Lighthouse Conversations? We would love to hear your suggestions. Send us a mail at Caribbean Radio Lighthouse, P.O. Box 1057, St. John's, Antigua, or lighthouse, B-I-M-I, at gmail.com. Or give us a call at area code... Two six eight four six two one four five four or send us a message via WhatsApp or text at area code two six eight seven eight two one four five four. Thanks for listening. Remember. You can hear Lighthouse Conversations, Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. on the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse. If you're in Antigua, you can listen at 92.3 MHz FM. If you're in the Caribbean, you can listen at 1160 kHz AM. Or listen online at www.radiolighthouse.org from anywhere in the world. Or you can subscribe to this podcast. Looking forward to having you join us next time. Bye-bye.